0: and welcome to another episode of the Menswear Style Podcast. I'm your host, Pete Brooker, and on today's episode, I'm going to be talking to Benjamin Hyde, co-founder of Samft, and that is S-A-N-V-T. I'm going to peel off a little bit of info from the Samft website, which you can find, by the way, at samft.com. At Samft, they are rethinking the way the fashion industry works, building an innovative brand for essential things to improve the daily life, their drive is to simple to do the simple things exceptionally well and they only use the highest quality materials and work with the best factories in europe they do not work in seasonal cycles or short-lived trends starting with the search for the perfect t-shirt they gradually developed a concise collection of premium garments that is exclusively available online so i really enjoyed talking to benjamin we spoke about sustainability about how important it is not to lose focus of who your customer is. Benjamin also talks about how you can call upon all facets of your life experiences to start a brand. So it's a fascinating chat and I think you'll enjoy it. All that to come. First, make sure you're checking out Menswear Style, www.menswearstyle.co.uk and on the social at Menswear Style. All the latest fashion news and... Ivan Yasky has done an awesome article on how to find the right summer hat. He goes into the history of hat wearing and how things like material, the occasion, etc. These can all inform the choices you make when choosing the right summer hat. And if you're in London, then it's Laird Hatters and Lock and & Co. I recommend those guys. Check out that article and many more on the website. Um, and if you want to tell us about your brand, maybe you want to talk about your journey, you can email the show at info at Okay, let's get into it. This is a good one. I hope you enjoy it. Here is Benjamin Hyde, co-founder of Sanft. Well, it's my great pleasure to introduce Benjamin Hyde, co-founder of Sanft. How are we doing today, Benjamin? I'm very well, how are yourself? Oh, I'm really good. Benjamin, thanks so much for taking time out to speak to us. I want to learn all about Sampton. and if you wouldn't mind just giving a backstory to you, thumbnail sketch, as it were, coming into the brand, and, and what led you to it?
1: Yeah, well, as you said, I'm Benjamin, obviously, I'm co-founder, meaning I founded Samft, I think, officially 2018, together with my brother Felix. Um, when I say 2018, this was like when we created the company, when we found the company in 2019, I think spring 2019, we started with the launch of our first product, which was the perfect T-shirt. So the official kickoff, if you want, from a consumer point of view, was last last year in spring. My background, perhaps, on what led me to found Sunf. So I was always working in fashion and lifestyle with a strong focus on footwear in the past, like big companies like Puma, Lacoste, and wanted always had this in my head to create my own brand or our own brand because I saw some. Challenges bigger companies might have and some advantages smaller companies might have especially in a digital age. So this is basically um, What led me to found it?
0: From your background of working in Puma and Lacoste was this in trainers specifically in the sneakers sector?
1: Well, it was Everywhere I come from originally, so I'm from a town in southern Germany called Nuremberg. Close to Nuremberg is where Adidas and Puma are coming from. So I had some hours. So when you want to work in fashion, so you end up quite often in, um, in Puma or Adidas. So I started, interestingly, I started in like team sports. So I did a lot of like football, but then moved quite quickly into lifestyle products. Also worked for apparel brands in the UK. And as I said, after, after that, um, for another footwear, footwear brand also in the UK and then moved to Portugal, which kind of, um, I forgot to mention before. So my last job before Sunf was for a Portuguese footwear factory, I should say, which kind of opened a few doors and was sourcing. And now, nowadays with Sunf, we still produce 100% of our products in Portugal and this kind of easy that with the entry to these suppliers in the beginning
0: what were the hard parts about getting the brand off the ground? What were the obstacles?
1: I mean, perhaps very quickly to like the ins- inspiration, because it, it also highlights a bit the obstacles that we had when we were founding the brand, because I mentioned it already before, one of the big inspirations or big drivers that wanted to make me found this digital lean, small startup. And as a smaller purpose was my experience in bigger businesses before of being completely inefficient and these inefficiencies are then also communicated to consumers as in higher prices to say, say quite direct. So you have this huge um, corporation in the background, a lot of waste in between and someone needs to pay for it. This is like for extra margin there, extra margin there, and this is, you pay a very high price for a product that is in the production cost much less in like fashion and footwear industries. So this was the big background inspiration that I thought, oh, this can be done leaner and we can offer much better quality or value for money to our consumers, especially in apparel. Um, From a brand perspective, I think there came also like my personal taste of it to it. I couldn't find like a brand that kind of, I saw myself in like with a very contemporary appeal minimalistic products, but with a strong link to a sustainable approach. So this was a lack that I just couldn't find a brand that I found suitable for me. So bridging the linking sustainability and contemporary design or contemporary brand appeal, um, which was the main thing in our DNA is actually this modern edge compared with like a great green and cool as as I would say it, even though I don't like the word. But <laughs> this also this also is reflected a bit in our in our name. So sanft actually comes from the German word sanft, which means, in the narrow sense, it means kind of soft. But it can also mean more like gentle in English. Mm-hmm. So and this kind of gentleness is like reflected how we deal with our consumers, how we deal with our our partners, our production partners in particular. And above all, how we want to treat nature during this production process so to have as little impact on the environment as we can. And this leads me then to answer, finally, your original question is like, what is the biggest challenge? And it's probably still the biggest ongoing challenge and obstacle to overcome when we started Sunft is the supply chain as in the production. So obviously when you're, when you're small and starting up without big financial backing. Initially, obviously, your plans are rather small. Minimums are high for you in the beginning for any kind of production site you find or speak to. So it is for every fashion startup, I think, challenging to find production partners that are willing for these kind of new projects because obviously with low quantities, it's not as interesting for them. On top, I made it even more challenging for us to find the right partners because this sustainability approach was right in the beginning, one of the crucial factors when deciding for to work to cooperate with the factory. So finding one that is willing to work with us with low quantities and has a very strong approach to um, sustainable sourcing was it is still the biggest ongoing obstacle, I guess.
0: So a lot of dialogue, I imagine. And when you're trying to approach factories and saying this is what I want, can you deliver and they go Yes, we can, but it'll have to be on huge orders you know your first order has to be of a certain amount so how do you negotiate that was it a case of you just finding the right factory and uh, the right people
1: yeah it was it was a matter of this actually I was meeting a lot of people, having a lot of conversations with people the very first factory we started working with we are still working with the same factory because it's on a very personal level because they liked the project as in sanft and they also felt that we could bring deliver something to them that they didn't have, like opened their eyes a bit on a sustainable angle as well, they did a huge shift themselves in investing in like own solar uh, solar panels in their factory and so on. So I think it was from a big personal level, because in the beginning from a pure financial uh, point of view, as a small self-finance startup, you can't make it really interesting for any big production partner basically, so there has to be a bit more to it. And this is how it started initially. Obviously. This part gets a bit easier as you grow over time, Mm. but then I have a big advantage with the the experience before of having worked and lived in, in Portugal, so I'm constantly, or I have been constantly, and I'm still visiting our partners as often as possible. This was obviously in the last six months not possible to the extent we wanted to, but uh, I think having this and maintaining a strong relationship with the production partners is key to success. But as I said before, I mean, it was answering your, your question about challenges and obstacles. It is mm. obviously an ongoing process, I guess.
0: Wow. Benjamin, do you know what? I've just had a thought. You'd be the sort of guy that could charge a fee as a headhunter. You know, if people go, look, I've got an idea for a brand, but I need to know the right people that can make it. You sound like you've got the kind of rolodex and experience where you'd be able to introduce two people, get a handshake going, and then there you go. Someone's got a brand, and a factory's got a client.
1: To be to be honest, this is actually um, quite often what I have in the, in the back of my head is like this. I mean, there are obviously like production textile agents sitting everywhere, but I think. More on a personal level, I think there is actually a market for it. There's definitely a market for it. But but after all, it obviously also depends on the client. I mean, I want to be 100% honest. A lot of startups, including us when we start off, uh, perhaps don't always know exactly what they want, what they're after. And when you approach these production sites, I mean, they're used to like B2B businesses and not not B2C focus. Mm. So you need to let them know exactly what you want. Mm. And then, and then, it actually, what what you want, and when you want it, and when you need it, and so on. So, as a small startup, I think there is a lot of jobs to be done internally first to really figure out exactly what they want. And then, I could introduce everyone to the right people, I guess. But I think there's a lot of work to be done internally um, by the by a new brand.
0: Yeah. Well, listen, I I think you'd be a good guy to know for a lot of people. But that aside, <laughs> <laughs> back to Stan. Could you tell us how big the team is now then? So you say that you really want to have a close relationship with the consumers. You kind of want to get away from the element of big business. How big is SAMF now?
1: So so in, internally, um, we're a team of four at the moment. But as I said from the beginning, I mean, a big part of the business is uh, having a lean structure as much as possible. So we work with a lot of like external talents or, like fr- on a freelance level. <laughs> The internal team is mainly customer service and marketing, um, which we kind of constantly grow. And this was a bit um, faster growth as we anticipated initially. Also, obviously, we will take on more talent as we grow. But as I said, as I said before, key focus is still to keep it as lean as possible and outsource certain things that perhaps other brands would normally bring in-house. And we kind of try to keep everything outsourced as much as we can. Not crucial functions, So at the moment, we're obviously looking into more like internal product developers, strengthen our marketing team, and as I already mentioned, like especially a strong focus on a bigger customer service team.
0: Yeah. Well, listen, I can tell you how important that is because I've had two interactions with big businesses this week and and I've got nowhere with them. <laughs> I may as well name and shame them. But let let me just say, one is Virgin, <laughs> one is Vodafone. Um, now, you try and ironically get hold of anyone at Vodafone on the phone. <laughs> you can't. You can't get hold of anyone. And I don't care if there's a pandemic on or not. Literally, this is like a, the most faceless company in the world that will not pick up the phone to you, no matter what the issue is. And the, the other one is Virgin. You try leaving that gym. i when i even went into virgin and spoke to a human being they told me to download an app to leave the gym (laughs) so you just get sent around in circles so it's crucial that you keep this kind of personality and the the personal side to your business i beg of you anyway i
1: i I think i think so as well i mean especially in our business we see we see it now as well um having a strong relationship and partnership with our customers at the end of the day is key because we also want input from our consumers or from our buyers. So I think a customer service team, a dedicated customer service team can help a lot, not just solving some challenging issues like delivery problems and so on, Mm -hmm. but also getting more input or um, extracting more input from our consumers on products, how we can improve our, our products and so on. So I think there is a double benefit, not just obviously helping sales and lowering problems, but also... Improving the whole brand and uh, user experience what Sun can offer online and and um, product level.
0: Let's talk about the products just a little bit. I noticed that you can actually enter your own measurements and get what you call the perfect T-shirt. Do you mind elaborating mm-hmm. a little
1: bit on that? So this was, as I said in the beginning, I think a strong part of our DNA is um modern appeal mixed with the sustainability factor. But what we realized right in the beginning, is a little extra that I personally, sorry, I personally struggled, struggled myself because every time I bought a sweatshirt or a t-shirt, I couldn't find a size, I couldn't find my right size. So I'm rather, rather skinny, um, but not, but quite tall, but normal size. So I'm, I'm generally skinny, I should say. So a medium normally ended up being too short. Whereas a large would be normally very wide, so um, we came up with the idea to offer a few more sizes and to help our customers to find the correct size, we developed obviously a tool, did a lot of testing, research, and so on. Te- um, fittings, I should say, actually fitted fitted our t-shirt on like our t-shirt sizes on hundreds of people and took their measurements. And because we wanted to take it very simple, so we just asked for your body size, your shoe size, and your weight. And then we suggest you the perfect size that we offer, because, as I said, we offer a bit more than the typical extra small to double XL or whatever is the standard. We offer then different lengths to it as well. But this can be quite confusing, and we found this immediately. So we came up with this calculator, which within two seconds, we give you the perfect size of what we think is the perfect size. Obviously, you could argue tastes are different. Some like the shirt's a bit tighter, some a bit wider. So we did one more add-on that you can um, also select your fit preference between a more looser or more a slimmer fit. And then we give you the perfect T-shirt size on in Sanft without you having to worry about your T-shirt not fitting too much. So far, we obviously don't have a benchmark because we introduced this right at the beginning. So I can't really tell you if people are now more satisfied or less satisfied um, with their size, but I think compared to like industry levels, we have very, very low return rates. If we have returns, there's the majority of them are obviously related to sizes still, but not everyone uses our calculator to select the size, so some mm-hmm. people just out of habit might use might use the normal way to select their size themselves. So I can't really tell you if we manage to lower or satisfy people more and have less problems in size, but so far we have extremely good response to it. It's a very user-friendly tool, which we also used in the beginning, and I want to be quite honest, when we first launched last last spring, we used it as a big marketing vehicle because it's obviously quite attractive for a lot of people, especially men who might be a bit more lazy when it comes to online shopping, that within a few seconds you get your perfect T-shirt, and everything two days you get it and delivered to your doorstep. Mm. So I think this was a very easy to communicate messaging in terms of brand perspective. I wanna dial up a little bit what actually I think is the most um, most unique selling point of sense, which is what I, what I explained before, but I think the sizing sizing was a nice gimmick, but very practical for consumer as well.
0: And I really enjoy your website benjamin it's very clean very clear you know there's no fuss to it it's almost like the brand it's like a mirror of the brand isn't it it's very minimalist it has kind of everything in its right place <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry i'm a bit of a nut when it comes to e-commerce sites because i had one and i made one for myself when i ran a when a shop a couple of years ago so to find something that actually does look appealing and you know very persuadable. So did you build this yourself? Did you get your own team in? What was the process of getting yeah. the e-commerce site a, up and running?
1: This is also, also a perfect example. So I obviously like relied on my previous network of my previous experiences. So this is completely built from scratch, um, but out by an external agencies who built it for us. Like the gimmick I was describing, the size finder, was obviously something that needs to be programmed, of the whole template and so on to so have this very clean appeal. I had a very strong vision of how I wanted it to look like. Um, so this was built from scratch, I guess. Yeah.
0: Mm. Yeah, no, I really like it. Enjoy it. Thank you. So the brand actually has a very classic look to it. And if you're not there already, have a look at the show notes. We'll put all those up at menswearstyle.co.uk, but you can also check out samft.com. S A N V T. How do you look to expand it from here, from this kind of baseline?
1: Well, as I said, I mean, we want to be known as a brand that is extremely specialized into into a particular item. So I think a strong from credibility point of view for our consumers, we want to be seen and I think we also want to be the experts of this particular item. As you said before, it was the T-shirt. Then we added some sweatshirts for winter, a sweatshirt and a hoodie, And now we just added, actually yesterday, we just added a Gino. So we want people to believe us, they did a lot of research, they did a lot of testing to really come up with the perfect Gino in the latest example. So expanding it, we are very careful in 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 expanding it, Mm. but then we had also a huge reaction from women's. I mean, from the beginning, we launched the brand as kind of genderless unisex appeal. But again, the styles are obviously inspired by menswear. So it's also menswear sizing and so on. And if you want to do women's, you need potentially doing some specific women's silhouettes. When we talk about t-shirts, for instance, um, so far, i I think nearly 30% of our customers are actually women, and I mean women buying for themselves, not for their partners. So this would be a logical thing, potentially looking into a women's range. And then surprisingly, um, especially people that look into some from this sustainable, green, climate-neutral, uh, plastic-free approach, we had a lot of response, what well, I just said before, from women buying us, also potentially looking into kids and junior products. So this could be another area that might be interesting for us. Initially, was never on the agenda, but this is a bit where the consumer feedback comes in interesting. But I think on a short to medium term, we might add a few rather unisex garments that fits together with our current range. And then... Um, we might go into these other segments, as I said.
0: Nice. Well, congratulations, Benjamin. I think you've got a great product here, great website, nice idea. Uh, so what does, what does Felix do? What's his role in all this?
1: Well, <laughs> well, apart from he's obviously more looking into the most supporting function, so into legal legal accounting and so on. So he's also not working on some, on a date Day to day base. So I will be kind of the day to day task management. Mm. Um, he is then also obviously my sparing partner when we look about more the strategic approach, what I just said before and which kind of segments we want to go into potentially how we want to grow this brand. Because as I said before, when we, when we have, when you have your t-shirt in like nearly 22 sizes nowadays in stock, obviously every new product launch is also like, Quite heavy on capital needs. So this is also things Felix would look after. So if you want more, the more boring and not so sexy sides of business is <laughs> call up felix felix <laughs> yeah. over to you <laughs> exactly here's another contract please help out <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah i've done all my interviews today this is your turn <laughs> nice. well listen thanks again benjamin for taking time out again we'll put all the show notes and uh, you can check everything out over at menswearstyle.co.uk but be sure to drop by samf.com and uh, check it out you have some like you say the chinos are new online now you've got the sweatshirts hoodies t-shirts different colors and uh, yeah no it looks like a great brand so best of luck with it
1: thank you so much for your time pete
0: thanks benjamin take care of yourself how about that just a really nice affable unassuming gentleman my kind of guy thank you benjamin so make sure you're supporting the good guys and head over to samft.com Treat yourself to some sustainable teas or chinos. In the meantime, thanks for tuning in. If you like what you're hearing, leave a review. Maybe there's a brand or a person you think would make a great guest for the show. Put your suggestions in a comment. We read all of those over on iTunes or wherever it is that you listen. So until next time.